Hello, everybody, and welcome to Season 2 of Best of the West. Kenji, it is great to be back in the studio. We are not in, not doing this live, but we are... Just recording for fun. We're yeah. recording for fun. We wanted to get an episode out. It is the preseason. The NFL season has started. Mm -hmm. We are less than a month away from the regular season. Yeah, and uh, I'm excited. You know, it's going to be another great season. Yeah, and first... We're in Arizona right now, so we got to start off with the Cardinals. Yeah. And probably the biggest news of this offseason, at least in the past month, Kyler Murray signs a five-year, $230.5 million contract mm -hmm. with the drama being around the independent study uh, clause in his contract that's been later removed uh, after complaints from Murray. Um, you know, before we went on summer break we kept talking about the drama of kyler murray whether he was going to be traded whether he was gonna even get a contract extension uh and now it's now, it, now it's done paper yeah 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 I, i'm not surprised because you know he's a very talented player at, but also at the same time he's also very young and this is what usually tends to happen um the money it's i'm kind of off and on about it it's kind of I think it should have just been two hundred million instead of two thirty because, like we've we've experienced this that Kyler Murray usually doesn't play a full season, which many players don't usually. Um, so I think two hundred million would have been fair. Yeah, but I think I think the number comes down from the uh, Browns quarterback oh, uh, yeah. with his with his uh, contract extension, but we're not. Uh, we're not an AFC show. We're an NFC yeah. uh, West show. So you don't need to talk about the Cleveland Browns. Uh, but the independent study contract or yeah. clause in the contract was really puzzling to me. Yeah, it was puzzling to me as well. And I even tweeted this out, and I think you liked it or something. Mm -hmm. But honestly, like, I was shocked because I've never heard of this. Like, I know he's part of the Face Clan YouTube thing, and yeah. I know he's big into gaming and Twitch streaming. But... It's this unbelievable that like a team would go say, hey, we've seen that you've been lacking in studying and we need you to study more. Yeah. And it's not he's a quarterback. Like that's his job. Like that's his job. first. Mm -hmm. Gaming is not his full time job. Oh, yeah, of course. <laughs> like if there's priorities in where he is, like it's yeah. you, you have to think that it'd be quarterback. Now, I don't know what. Kyler Murray, obviously, none of us do. Oh, yeah, of course. It's only speculation. Mm -hmm. But it's just very strange that that clause was in there. Yeah, it, and it kind of just it also just proves, and like you said, we don't know him personally. In a way, it proves that he does not study the playbook as much as other players do. Because if this was the case for other quarterbacks like Brady, Wilson, all these other quarterbacks around the league, there would be this clause in their contract as well. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and there's been accusations, allegations of uh, Kyler Murray being lazy, not being the best, uh, not being the best when it comes to camaraderie, mm -hmm. uh, which is what you need from a quarterback, the leader of the franchise, and. I, keep, I know we keep saying this. It's just very strange that that's in his yeah. contract. But let's move on from one Cardinals quarterback to another. Uh, because preseason, we've been seeing like the backups the, more than mm -hmm. the starters. Yeah, third stringers, fourth stringers, etc. Yeah, but we've been seeing 
the meme himself, Trace McSorley. Yeah. He's been on fire in the preseason. Yeah. I, I would say he looks like we have it in our script as well. I would say the right word is looks promising. Because yeah. we don't know like how he's gonna face against like first stringers, second stringers, etc. Yeah, but at the same time, I was watching uh, Trace McSorley in the first preseason game because it was on, mm-hmm. and I was I was impressed. I was pleasantly oh, yeah. uh, impressed. I know that we've seen Trace McSorley play with the Ravens mm-hmm. when um, they're because they had a huge QB problem last year with Lamar being out several weeks. Uh, but yeah, Trace McSorley, he's wearing number nineteen, not number nine. Yeah. Now, so it kind of it kind of stinks, but I mean, like you gotta deal with it. But he's, he's a kid from Briarwood wearing number nine. Yeah, but like, just to add upon it, it's like we now see a clear backup for Kyler Murray, you know, because like when Kyler Murray got injured, it was Steve Strebler or Colt McCoy. You know, mm-hmm. those guys are just mediocre. You know, they're backups, etc. Mm-hmm. But it's not a clear backup. Like, you always want to have that guy that, hey, the main quarterback goes down, we need a sub in a guy. Mm-hmm. So I think they finally, I think the Cardinals finally found their guy. And I think Colt McCoy is still going to be, after all the finalizations of the rosters are done after the fourth week of the preseason, mm-hmm. uh, I think Colt McCoy and Trace McSorley are going to be on the roster as backups. Yeah. But you have to wonder who's going to be the number two and who's going to be the number three. Yeah, I, I think it's going to be Trace McSorley based off performance because even though experience does matter in the NFL, it's all about who performs better. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So uh, so let's now to move to Northern California team, the 49ers. Uh, we've seen a bunch of moves from them. We've seen a bunch of... Uh, uh, rookie especially, but we'll get into that later. But let's first talk about the new quarterback, Trey Lance. Is he like the future of is he the future of the 49ers and is he being overhyped by the media? Uh he is the future of the 49ers, and yes, he's being overhyped by the media. I feel like this is because this is the same thing that happened when Jimmy G came to San oh, Francisco. Exactly. Uh because you know he's the handsome, chiseled quarterback <laughs> yeah. under the Tom they were expecting him to be the second coming of Tom Brady. Oh yeah, I uh, remember who, that. And he's took them to the Super Bowl. Yeah. It, he almost did it last year. Yeah. And he hasn't been obviously he's not Brady caliber. He's not mm-hmm. like even He's top, not he's not, he's not goat even status. Top, no, he's not goat status and I don't even think he's top 10. Yeah. But Trey Lance I feel like people are put especially in fantasy, I feel like he's been overhyped a lot over guy like he's been compared to Kyler Murray potentially oh, yeah, as for sure. um potentially as a QB1 for your fantasy league mm-hmm. but i mean he does have Debo Samuel he does have Brandon Ayuk yeah for his weapons his one and two and George and, Kittle and George Kittle as like, i mean you're, you're full you're you're fully set yeah you are to set to succeed it's, yes and he has a good offensive line. Mm-hmm. There's no reason he shouldn't succeed, yeah. but at the same time, this is his first full season. Oh yeah, for as sure. starting quarterback, and he's replacing a guy who is being paid eighteen million dollars. <laughs> yeah, that contract is a joke. But uh, like, I'm gonna add on to what you said. Yes, I think 49ers fans can all agree that he is the future because Jimmy G is like nowhere to be found. But I think he. He is overhyped by the media as well, 
but we have to admit one thing is that he's a gunslinger. Like yes. his his ball accuracy is pinpoint. Uh, his running ability is fantastic. It's not like Malik Willis, like what we've seen in that preseason. But like like you said, we're not an AFC show. We're an a- NFC show. But I I really like what I've seen out of Trey Lance. I just can't wait until he goes against like first stringers, etc. Yeah, and he has gone against first stringers before mm-hmm. last season and in um, the preseason first couple of weeks. Uh, he faced off against Jordan Love uh, uh, against the Packers. And yeah. outperformed him because I mean Jordan Love was also a first round QB yeah. out of Utah State. Yeah, out of Utah State, also a small school. Mm-hmm. It, so it was interesting. I saw like memes that they're having a mid off. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I I thought that was funny, but I think it's also unfair to Trey Lance, who hasn't and, and even Jordan Love, who haven't really gotten. A they haven't got their prove, experience yet. They haven't gotten their experience yet, and they haven't had a chance to prove themselves. And. Mm-hmm. You have to wonder what's going. How are the Niners going to handle Jimmy G? Because mm-hmm. he still has that large contract that they gave him a couple years ago, and they want to get rid of him. They want to trade him. Yeah. But they're not going to get as much value for him because of that yeah. contract. Honestly, I would just say trade him for draft picks. You know, even if it's like a seventh rounder. Like, I don't think that they're going to get seventh-round draft picks. I think they're, like, what's reasonable is, like, five five or four or six, you know? Yeah. Because you're trading away a valuable quarterback. He's not, we talked about this about some quarterback earlier today. He's not, he's not great. He's not bad. He's decent. Mm-hmm. Jimmy G's a decent quarterback. And, like, any team that has a like a struggling quarterback situation, maybe like the Falcons or the Seahawks or etc., I think they'll want Jimmy G as like this kind of a base to get the team kind of rolling. Yeah, and he he can be valuable somewhere else. Mm-hmm. He's not going to be valuable as an expensive backup on your team mm-hmm. unless Trey Lance goes down. Right? Oh yeah, you got you got a solid QB behind you, but at the same time, that money can be allotted somewhere else to fix uh offensive line defense corners like you can invest that money somewhere else because it's going to take a huge cap hit for a team that's gonna take him yeah and let's now talk about the stellar rookie uh out of smu uh danny gray he's having a great performance in the preseason and i feel like he's bound to be a starter like behind brandon Ayuk. and is he a steal in this past draft I don't want to go with the steal yet because mm-hmm. it is only two weeks into the preseason. Yeah. And eventually going to be three. Um, but he, he, he has that trajectory. Mm-hmm. He has that trajectory. And, you know, these small school wide receivers don't get scouted as much of as course. small school quarterbacks. So... Yeah. You know, the small school wide receiver we all think of off the top of our head is Antonio Brown. Yeah. Um, so I, I'm not saying Danny Green's going to be Antonio Brown. Oh, yeah. But as the number three on the 49ers, if he and Trey Lance can find that connection, yeah. especially since they're doing that in the preseason, mm-hmm. it I think it could be very valuable for them. Yeah, and... You mentioned that connection, and I think they've already found it. Is because that 90-something 90, 90 yard touchdown uh, from Lance to Gray uh, against the Packers, 
that was like unbelievable. I thought Grace stepped out. I thought Lance was gonna miss that throw, but you know it was a perfect on the money deep ball, and I was like completely shocked. Yeah, and shocked in a good way. Yeah. Let's move on to our favorite team, mm-hmm. uh, the Seattle Seahawks, who are having not a great preseason. They're having no. great practices. They're not having great preseason. Mm-hmm. Um, but the guys we're paying attention to um, outside of Drew Locke and Geno Smith, who we'll get to in a minute, are Charles Cross and Abe Lucas, who are the two tackles that the Seahawks drafted in this year's draft class. Are they worth the draft picks, or do we need to see them a little bit more? Um, I think Charles Cross at nine was a good pick because we've are we as fans we have seen that Kayvon Thibodeau is like kind of not the guy, mm-hmm. and it's always been a struggle for Seattle to find the correct lineman, even get lineman help. So mm-hmm. I think Charles Cross is a good fit. I think that Dwayne Brown is now gone. Uh, Charles Cross is going to replace him, obviously. And Abraham Lucas, you know, I haven't seen much of Abraham Lucas. I saw, like, a stat line where he only uh, allowed, like, one sack or something in a preseason game. Uh, but, you know, we've seen more out of this, like, Jake Kerham guy. I think that's his name. He's the right tackle for Seattle. But I think Lucas needs to prove himself more since he was drafted later. But Charles Cross is definitely already like kind of in that spot to be a starter. Now, a stat I did see about Charles Cross is that there's been five holding penalties against him. Yeah. In two weeks into the preseason. Mm-hmm. Now, again, preseason you gotta take it with a grain of salt. They're getting their kicks in. They're trying to figure out the playbook and all that. But as your number nine overall pick. Yeah. And your future at left tackle Mm -hmm. you need Charles Cross to be able to not have these holy penalties you need him to make sure that Drew Locke you know Smith whoever's going to be at the helm at quarterback this year isn't going to get sacked oh yeah for sure or at running back Rashad Penny Kenneth Walker can be able to find a lane now it's going to be more Abraham Lucas's job but Abraham Lucas, he's been a guy who's been really fun to watch at the offen- yeah. on the offensive line, and you rarely hear that from any offensive lineman, especially someone this young. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, like, what you said about the five holding penalties, like, it, it makes sense. You know, it's preseason. you got to watch everything. Um, but you also have to admit, these guys are two, two rookies, you know, just thrown out there and saying, you're going to be the starter. Yeah. Yeah, usually rookies are, say, you know, there's this guy, he's had 10 years of experience, 14 years of experience, I don't even know, um, and we're just going to let you watch him, right? But Pete Carroll, offensive line coaches, offensive coordinator said, no, you're going to be our future right now. Well, you kind of need to because oh, yeah. Seattle's offensive line has been terrible for God knows how long. But speaking of rookies, let's go from the offense to defensive side. Boye, Mafe, Kobe Bryant, and Tariq Wooden have been, uh, they've been performing really well. Um, Well, specifically Wooden and Bryant in practices. Kobe Bryant has kind of been getting burned in uh, Mm -hmm. preseason games. But Boye, Mafe has been a beast uh, replacing uh, Bobby Wagner in the preseason so far. I believe he has two sacks so far. Oh, yeah. Um, 
Yeah, I like Boye Mafe a lot. Uh, he's a good like he we've we as Seattle fans we've kind of seen him more as like an edge threat uh, more than a coverage linebacker, and I think he has a very very successful career at Seattle. Um, Kobe Bryant and Tariq Wooden, um, they're kind of these guys I'm kind of iffy on. I like what Tariq Wooden is doing against DK Metcalf in practice. He's kind of locking him up. But Kobe Bryant, he's kind of iffy, in my opinion. Like, yes, he did have to face George Pickens against the Steelers in week one. But, like, you can't this keep George on. Pickens is also, you know, he's not a star Oh yeah, wide receiver. It's not like he's facing Devo Samuel. Oh, of course. But... Like, we've seen from George Pickens as well that he has high potential. But, like, going back to Kobe Bryant, I think that he's just getting burnt too much and that he needs to get, like, defensive help from yeah. other guys. And, again, it's like the throwing them into the fire. It's they don't have anybody to watch, especially at the cornerback position. Yeah, which is, like, like one of their weakest positions. Yeah, I mean, if, you, if Seattle still had DJ Reed, it would be yeah. good for them to be able to watch Mm-hmm. Uh, it'd be good for Bryant to be able yeah. to be under DJ Reed, but Sidney Jones as your CB one or CB two, depending on where Kobe Bryant yeah. is going to be, because I think he's projected to be one of the starters of oh, yeah. uh, this upcoming season. Um, that's it's not like he has years of experience. Like yeah, he's just said. a rookie. Yeah, he well, um, Sidney Jones. I mean, oh, Sidney Jones. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Sidney Jones does not. He's only had one full season, and that was last year. Yeah, but also I'm gonna like throw a little bit of college in college like stuff in here. But Kobe Bryant, I feel like he's he's kind of being more in the spotlight, and he's really not used to it. You know, he was a defensive back, obviously at Cincinnati with uh, Luke Fickle as his head coach. Luke Fickle, he's a great defensive minded coach, but he was kind of under the spotlight because the person across from him was Sauce Gardner, who is has high potential as the Jets, uh, the Jets starting cornerback. So I feel like that he's also at the same time not getting used to the spotlight, the high spotlight of being a starting cornerback for. And I think there's a lot of people who are paying attention to him because his name is Kobe Bryant. Yeah, for not sure. spelled the same way. But... Yeah, unfortunately, but. I don't know if that's unfortunate. Yeah. I think that's kind of better. That yeah. way he's not being compared to the Kobe Bryant. Yeah, the Kobe Bryant, yeah. But now let's go to the QB battle uh, mm-hmm. that everyone's paying attention to uh, in Seattle uh, to see which uh, D-level QB is going to be starting uh, for Seattle for 16 game, or 17 games. That's Drew Locker, Geno Smith. Both are having very similar preseason performances. Who's getting a nod for week one? This is really tough. Like... We saw Geno Smith. He had an all right season when Wilson went down. Um, But I think it's going to go to Drew Locke because he's had a full season of experience, like just just last year. Like, I remember Geno Smith, the last time he had a full season was with the Jets back in like 2014, 2015 area, right? So I think Drew Locke is just going to get that spot because he's. He's a quarterback that has the most recent experience of starting uh, full season. I'm way in disagree. 
Geno Smith has been under the tenure of Russell Wilson mm-hmm. for a couple of seasons. Yeah. And he's a very similar style quarterback to Wilson. Uh, oh, yeah, for sure. And the Seahawks front office and coaching staff have preferred Geno Smith just because mm-hmm. of his style of play over Drew yeah. Locke. Now, that doesn't mean that Drew Locke can't play himself into his starting position, which I think he's been doing really well this season so far. I just want to see what he can do in week three or week four, mm-hmm. before, especially in week four, uh, as we get to... Um, yeah. Because he, he had that costly fumble in week one that lost them in a game. Yeah, I do remember that. that. And you can't make those costly plays in preseason, especially against fourth stringers, mm-hmm. guys who could potentially get cut. So... And Geno Smith, while he's been pretty accurate, he hasn't been throwing deep. Yeah. Neither is Drew Locke, to be fair. Yeah. They're uh, both, like, short to medium deep accurate. No, short to medium accuracy quarterbacks. Yeah. And Geno Smith, I just think, is yeah. the quarterback who best fits the scheme. Yeah. Drew Locke is just there just in case things go wrong. Yeah. Like, even though I did say Drew Locke is going to get get the start, for week one, I person like my personal opinion. I do like Geno Smith better, mm-hmm. but I think it's just gonna be like the coaching decision on, like, the the style of the quarterback, uh, how how well they perform, and other things that we don't know since we're not part of like the front office slash coaching staff. Exactly. Yeah. So now let's move to the beautiful city of L.A. Their team, the Rams. So top draft pick, which is which was in the third round. Third round, yeah. Yeah, Logan Bruce, who was who was a tackle at Wisconsin, but he shifted over to right guard, is out for the season due to a torn ACL and MCL in his right knee. How does this affect like the offensive line that is kind of like almost rebuilding since they lost Andrew Whitworth and his future because ACL and MCL injuries are very dangerous. Yeah, I mean, the Rams. I don't think they're. They're more like finding diamond in the rough picks mm-hmm. um, this draft. or So I don't think they're incredibly devastated. I know, like, I think for Logan Bruce, it, like, that could end his career before it even starts. Yeah, exactly. Uh, so I, I feel really bad for him. But for the offensive line, I don't think it's going to... We don't know much about Logan Bruce as a player in the NFL Yeah. to say whether this is going to affect the offensive line. Because losing mm-hmm. Andrew Whitworth to retirement is already a big hit to their offensive line. Oh, yeah. So it's going to be interesting to see how the O-line is this season, especially with the Matthew Stafford elbow injury that we're about to talk about. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's going to be interesting. Yeah. it d- Interesting is, like, the perfect word. But honestly, I feel like that... This is a major loss to their offensive line because th- even though they lost Andrew Whitworth to retirement, they also lost o- Austin Corbett to the Panthers. That's true. You know, and he was he was supposed to f- fill in that role. And my opinion, Austin Corbett was kind of like he was kind of more like a bruiser, like he was this big guy that this can pancake someone to the ground and <laughs> like let let a receiver run or let a running back run. So I think this is a big loss. And his future, like, I think that he'll, he'll have to deal with some struggles. But 
we've seen people go down with torn ACL and MCL, and sometimes they're fine, sometimes they're not. I think he's going to be one of those people that are going to be fine. Well, I hope for his sake that he ends up like one of those people and mm-hmm. that his career doesn't end before it even starts. Like, I I feel really bad for Logan Oh, Bruce. yeah, that is, sure. <laughs> Yeah. I, my mom has had an ACL MCL injury oh, and yeah. they're not they're not fun. Mm-hmm. Um but yeah. let's move on to Matt- the other injury that yeah. we're talking about. Yeah, Matthew Stafford, you know, he says he's feeling better, but I feel like he's still dealing with elbow issues. So like there's many questions for this injury because he's the star of the team, he's the quarterback, the leader, and you can go on about Matthew Stafford, but like how does this affect the overall season of the Rams? The morale of the offense and how does this how does this affect the receivers and their draft stock in fantasy it's really interesting about the fantasy take i think the morale is going to be fine mm-hmm. they're coming off winning a super bowl yeah they're the defending super bowl champions they're defending division champions they're projected to go to the playoffs again and be division winners again mm-hmm. uh, so i don't think if once Matthew Stafford ends up on the IR, which I don't think is going to happen, yeah, then that's going to affect the morale. Yeah, for sure. But for the draft stock and fantasy for the receivers, I think Cooper Cup's going to be fine, but I think all the other receivers mm-hmm. are going to take a hit. And yeah. tight and tight end Tyler Higby as well. Oh yeah, for sure. Like, I think you nailed it. Like all the points, I think they're going to be fine. But my big worry is I'm not a big of uh, I think his name is Bryce Hopkins, the mm-hmm. number 16 quarterback for the Rams. I'm not a big fan of him, and I don't see like any promising future for him. I think he deserves to be a backup, even though I don't like saying that. <laughs> and I think that if he, Matthew Stafford ends up being out for a while, I think that Cooper Cup is going to be fine, like you said, because Cooper Cup is more of a more of a short slash medium like receiver. You know, he yeah. runs short and medium routes. But Allen Robinson, you know, he's a deep threat and he really needs those jump balls to get up high and score a touchdown. And Van Jefferson, he's he's usually that receiver that kind of is in the slot and just goes as steep as he can, try to beat the defensive back, score a touchdown. So I think that, like you said, Cooper Cup is going to be fine, but those guys are definitely going to have a hard hard season yeah still draft cooper cup in the first round in your oh, fantasy yeah. yeah for sure he, he will be fine no matter what quarterback he has mm-hmm. everyone else alan robinson i mean we've seen alan robinson yeah his fantasy stock drop last year when um he was uh yeah. playing with uh justin fields as quarterback yeah thank god he's with the new offense because like you know he's so talented and he's had his career wasted in chicago Jacksonville and Jacksonville (laughs) like finally he's on a good team you know (laughs) all right well that's going to be it for us uh here on best of the west we are glad to be back Mm -hmm. in studio and doing this every week we do have a fantasy draft coming up with our friends at the Valley Variety Jacob and Ben uh go listen to them their podcast is back up and running for their second season uh, at the Valley Variety on Instagram. We will, I've already posted the announcement on our Twitter and on our Instagram. The date for the fantasy draft is coming soon. We'll do that in the studio, mm-hmm. not live, but in the studio. 
and we're going to have some fun drafting only NFC West players. Yeah. It's going to be difficult, but I mean, it's going it to be It will be, fun. especially once we get to, like, who's going to be the quarterback for the Seahawks. Yeah. <laughs> no, more importantly, who's going to go on our bench for fantasy? <laughs> or I might have to limit how many players are on yeah, the bench. Yeah, exactly. Anyway, thank you guys for listening. It's great to be back. I'm Jake Brown here with Kenji Ito, and we'll see you next week.